Welcome back to Science Fiction. Uh, my name is Salim Sutterwala, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and friend, Carl Eames. Carl, how are you? Good evening, Salim. I'm doing very well. Hope you're having a good night and then you know, not breaking anything. I, I actually dropped something, and I just realized I did not have my mic plugged in. So, um, I, I decided, well, I heard you I just decided. <laughs> Yeah, but my mic's a little more clear, and I, just in case there's no staticky uh in the background so i wanted to make sure uh that i plug that in and get a little better uh recording in general but yeah i'm doing well how are uh, how's everything with you uh everything's you know slowing down i guess getting towards the end of the summer and it's just not uh not as much work um, at least it seems that way, but there's plenty of content. Like there's a lot of stuff going on. There's C2E2 this weekend, by the way, which I'm not going yeah. to, but, um, uh, Rosario uh, Dawson's going to be there. Right. Right. And, um, many other things, but yeah, it's too soon from the last one for me. So I just didn't want to go. So they'll probably be back on their normal, uh, schedule next year, I assume. And that means it'll be in like February or March. So I don't really want to go to like three of them within 12 months, basically. So, right. I was, uh, yeah, I was, I didn't even think about it. I, I remember it was in August, but I had planned on going to like San Francisco and stuff like that. So I didn't want to spend money on C2E2. Right. Uh, hey, Cliff, hey, Aldo, thanks for joining us. Um, but yeah, I would just, I, I, I was looking online. Uh, I, I randomly did a search for it and saw that Rosario Dawson was going to be like, oh, great. When I decide that I can't go where I won't go, someone cool is going to be there. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I, I tweeted uh, the same so, thing and was like, yeah, great. She's going to be there. And I'm, I've already decided not to go. So, great. Q, thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, it is uh, it is what it is. Whatever. Um, we'll go next year. I think... Um, the first one was okay just because like Marvel wasn't there. Like we, well not the first one, but the last one we went to. I did buy some cool stuff, but um 
I think probably this one probably would have been a better one uh, to go to, but oh well. You, we'll see. You live, you live, you learn. Um, but uh, yeah, let, let's get into our show here. It's uh, we're gonna be primarily talking about Ms. Marvel and also doing Resident Evil, the show that was on Netflix. Um, but first, we do have a couple of fast flicks. Um, the first fast flick. Hold on, is... we gotta, play the, gotta pay the gra- graphic, you know, fast flicks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> there we sorry go. that. My <laughs> bad. I'm, I'm overzealous uh, to talk about the fast flicks. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, there's some good news in there and some bad news in there. I used to do that with Aldo, too, because I would, like, start talking. And then, but he was quicker on the draw than you. So he would he would push the fast flick. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I can't talk yet. I got to wait till the fast flick. Gotcha. Thing. Uh, but anyways, so, yeah, the first one is Ben Affleck is returning to Batman and the Aquaman sequel. Uh, Jason Momoa actually announced it. Um, uh, he broke the news up before the official... Uh, Warner Brothers announcement that uh, reunited Bruce and Arthur. So, so I guess they're they're, they're trying to fit Batfleck, Fleck, Batfleck into uh, more DC stuff. Which I mean, like I liked Batman's Bat, uh, Bat Affleck's Batman. I just hate Zack Snyder. I thought that he ruined it more so than Affleck. I thought Affleck got unwarranted heat just because. Well, like guilty by association, um, in my opinion, at least. I mean, obviously, everyone has differing thoughts on that, but like, yeah, I got. I think. I mean, yeah. And the two Q's point. He's running high. You know, he got he got back together with J Lo. Got married. He's he's doing. Yeah, maybe that's what convinced stuff. him to do it. And maybe J Lo was like, you know, it's kind of dumb for you to not be Batman. Yeah, yeah. So hey, it's I mean things are going well for Ben, ben, uh, ben Affleck, and it'll be interesting to see what uh, part he plays in Aquaman. I, I, mean, I can't imagine he's like going to be a big, big part of it, but we'll see. What are your thoughts on this? Well, before I say anything, there's a little video at the end. I just wanted to quickly play that, and then I'll I'll, I'll talk. Oh, okay. Not a secret anymore, is it? Sorry, children. Uh, <laughs> That's what happens, Warner Brothers. When you walk out of your set, and there's our fans. Hey guys, have a good time. <laughs> James in. Uh, well, we try to keep it secret. <laughs> All right, here we go. Thank you. Oh, sorry, bro. <laughs> Whoops. Well, so yeah. Uh, so apparently, yeah. it was not you know this wasn't staged or wasn't supposed to be an announcement. Like it, it was literally there was a tour at Warner Brothers and just fans were coming through and they just happened to see Ben Affleck was there and they had camera phones and stuff. So there's no way they was gonna keep that a secret and uh, you know people hit it Twitter right away. So obviously, uh, he just said, you know what screw it let's just go ahead and get it out there and make it a thing and now everyone knows like i don't know if they were intending on keeping it a secret all the way to a release 
or they were going to just announce it like sometime in a trailer or something like that. But people knowing now is still a good thing because now people are more hyped for this movie because you get to have Batman back, uh, you know, the Batman in this role, Ben Affleck's coming back and it's just continuing to uh, build up some hype for this, uh, for this movie. So yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's all a, a good thing in general. And like you said, uh, you know, Ben Affleck coming back, just, I think it helps overall, just whether or not he keeps like, he wants to do a, a full on movie. Uh, that would be interesting. Like given the narrative that is Ben Affleck playing Batman, uh, for the last what it's been five six years so it's it's hard to to say that now but at least he's still down to to do it so i'm, I'm happy for that uh yeah definitely i'm it'll be it'll be fun and jason momoa is a fun uh actor so i'm sure aquaman 2 will be a fun movie and we'll be interested to see how it connects with uh with Affleck. um but yeah, let's let's move on to our next fast, fast flick. It's Bad Girl Movie Axed by WB. Um, it's kind of crazy to, because they were like so deep into the movie. The movie's finished. I mean, it's finished shooting in the very least. It's oh um, yeah, it's I didn't. Not, they didn't get they a post like special editing. effects. Say again. Yeah, but they didn't get to like editing though. Right. Yeah. It, it's been finished filming they're still doing like post editing and stuff but it's been screened to test audiences already and that's one of the reasons why it's getting axed is that uh it really wasn't uh performing well in test audiences uh but there's like this is a a, a deep layer like it's not just um not, oh people didn't like it and they're gonna kill it off but it, there's more to it than that so uh, not only was Batgirl canceled, this movie is not going to come out uh, on any platform. Like I said, it is a finished movie as far as shooting, but they still need to do some post stuff. They could release it on a lot of people would like them to release it on like HBO Max because originally that's what it was intended to be. It was not a uh, wasn't planned on being a uh, movie theater theatrical big budget release it was about a 90 million dollar budget which sounds like a lot of money and certainly is but for like say batman v superman justice league and all of the avengers and stuff like that they spend a lot more money on those types of movies so this is just kind of a, a middling budget type movie and uh, the plan was for it to go straight to hbo max and be a hbo max movie uh, that being said they there's that recent restructure with uh warner brothers in dc where you know those basically new ownership and one of the things that they want is they want to release triple a big budget movies going forward they don't want to have any kind of uh smaller budget movies and batgirl does not fit that criteria not from what they've made so that's one reason why it was being axed a second reason is because, again, the uh, it didn't test very well in the test audiences that have seen it. A third reason is for taxes, because there's there's some special tax loophole, basically, that allows them to pretty much just write this off as a loss. And it's more advantageous for them to just write it off than to um, release it and try to recoup money. Uh, also, this loophole, like the there's something about like this 
movie in particular, like the release of it or the filming of it or something to do with the timing that allows them to take advantage of this specific thing? Because it's not just like they're killing everything off for this reason, but there's actually a tax benefit for them to just go ahead and bury it. And if they were to release the movie on HBO Max, then they wouldn't be able to take advantage of this tax loophole. So uh, as of right now, this movie is completely not at all coming out on any platform uh, whatsoever, not direct to DVD, not to HBO Max, not in theaters, uh, not on streaming, uh, like any type of voodoo or Google or Apple or whatever, anything like that. So, yeah, it's it's a, it's a shame. Um, it was going to be a weird movie anyway. Uh, just because it was going to have it's supposed to have um uh, uh, what's his name michael keaton batman in this movie but right. also have uh jk simmons as commissioner gordon in this movie so it was just going right. to be a weird one as it was but, but yeah like we said we're, we're not going to see it yeah ben, brendan fraser was in it too as the main villain uh, right 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 um Maybe maybe the Zack Snyder bots will do a release the Batgirl cut or whatever. Did, did you hear that? Did you did yeah. you read that? Like, mm -hmm. it, I mean, it wasn't like they were all bots, but it was like normally it's like three to five percent that are bots, but this was like fifteen percent that were bots that were doing release the Snyder cut. <laughs> that that essentially egged on the uh, the everyone else to want to see the Snyder cut but yeah anyways um, but yeah, along with this just a real quick um, like I said the wasn't just this movie that was cut but there was also uh, if you remember back last year they actually showed clips of a Scooby-Doo movie that was I think it was just gonna call Scoob um, that also got canceled uh, along with uh, Batgirl and then these uh the flash the wb show that's gonna get it's still happening uh, the final season still happening but it was supposed uh -huh. to be a longer season but they did announce that it's going to be a shorter one so it's gonna be like 13 or so episodes so they're gonna have less time to wrap it up uh but it will be uh ending and then this does make a lot of people um curious on what the status of blue beetle is going to be because it's also kind of one of those not a full-fledged triple a uh movie and it's i don't know if it's still filming or if it's almost done or it, it, you know it needs post or whatever i don't know the full status of the movie but we don't know at all what this new wb is going to do with that movie because a lot of people were liking what they were seeing with the costume we we talked about it a few few weeks ago uh, but yeah we we there's a lot of mystery going on with uh the future plans for wb Right. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, yeah, like we had talked about a while ago that Discovery and Warner or Dis the owner of Discovery or the CEO of Discovery or whatever wants to reboot a lot of stuff. So maybe maybe that plays into it, too. But we'll, we'll find out. Um, so the next fast flick. Now, this isn't like official official, but um, giant freaking robot that has gotten stuff right in the past. Uh, they got sources that the new John Bernthal Punisher show rating and episode has been revealed. And according to them, uh, the new Punisher series will have a, a 
like 18 episodes, which lines up with Daredevil technically, um, and it will be rated TVMA. So, I mean, it makes sense to want to do that, and I'm and I'm liking that they're going towards more like mature, like keeping shows that are supposed to be a mature rating, um, mature. Uh, it'll be interesting because this I was supposed to be on Hulu, but I do wonder if they will put it on Disney Plus under the new, um, you know, parental guidance lock that they have. Uh, so I wonder what they'll do in that regards. Because I remember when they first announced that they were going to do Punisher, they had said that's going to be on Hulu. We're not going to put that on Disney Plus because at that time they hadn't done announced uh, the parental lock stuff yet and all those other Netflix series like the Daredevil, Jessica Jones, uh, Iron Fist Defenders, blah, blah, blah. Those were not on Disney Plus platform yet. But maybe this will end up being on Disney Plus, and again they'll do the TVMA. And again, I'm I'm hoping, like I said, this this more and more signs that um, you know Disney is going towards uh, being okay with doing that, especially like with Blade when that comes out. Like it would be disappointing if they make that less than a rated R movie. Um, like I mean, I could they could probably still make it work, but I think it would just it might do a disservice. Uh, to a certain extent, if they don't make the R a little bit of a rated R, but yeah, what are your what are your thoughts on Punisher? Are you did you like the Netflix one, right? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, Watch both so seasons, what, very good show. Um, yeah, so if what you're saying is true, um, then yeah, like it's it seems reasonable. Like I'm more worried about the timing, especially since they just announced all these all of Phase Five. And of course, there's no Punisher in there, so I assume it would be Phase Six, which would mean it wouldn't be coming out till 2025. Yeah, I think that's. I correct. think so. Yeah. So at, yeah, at the very that. earliest, um, and yeah, they, we'll, we'll probably get into it a little bit. Uh, at least I'll try to remember to bring it up that there's still uh, more announcements coming from Marvel uh, relatively soon, but we'll talk about that after we discuss a little bit of Miss Marvel, um, which we do want to go ahead and segue into. Uh, so right. we're going to talk about the, the Disney Plus show, Miss Marvel, that finished up a few weeks ago. Um, and, yeah, we got a, a trailer just to give you a little bit of a refresher on the character uh, on, on the series, just in case you forgot, um, and just to give us a little primer ourselves. And then we will give our thoughts on the show and uh, what it means going forward for Marvel. Okay, so first off, I just wanna say, I get it. You get what? High school. Kamala. Kamala. Another adventure shirt. Cute. She thinks I'm some kind of weirdo. You were weirdo. Boys. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> you're kind of on my shirt. Sorry. She thinks I'm some kind of. What? You're staring at the window in your little fantasy land. Kamala. Hey. Already? Really? What? Like. Do I have to figure out my whole future before lunch or? Like. Maybe they're right. I spend too much time. In fantasy land. That is not you. It's not really the brown girls from Jersey City. 
you save the world. That's a fantasy too. Did something happen to you? You know why? Did you hear something? Come on out. What does it feel like? Cosmic. I always thought I wanted this kind of life. But I never imagined any of this. Do you know what you are? And that was the official trailer for Ms. Marvel. Um, we're going to give our thoughts on this show. Uh, I enjoyed it, personally. I just want to go first. Um, there were Now, there's certainly some elements to it that, for me, were personal. Uh, just being seeing like an entire South Asian, Pakistani cast, Muslim cast. I think outside of like Bruno, everyone is like, you know, of that descent. It's really cool to see that. A lot of, like, stuff that they had, which we'll get into a little bit, um, pointing out um, as far as, like, the uh, uh, things that were happening. Um, but, yeah, it, it was a fun show. Like, it was more lighthearted than some of the other stuff that they've done in Phase 4. Like, they've had a little more darker stuff. Even, like, Moon Knight was dark. Um, and gritty. Um, this was more like I said, you know, a lighthearted show, and um, it showed like you know, this this girl, this sixteen-year-old girl from Jersey City, who's a you know, kind of has a head in the clouds. Um, she idolizes the Avengers, the superheroes, Ant Man, um, Captain Marvel, and you know, all of a sudden, she finds out that she actually has powers of her own. Um, and it's unlocked, obviously, uh, we'll get into that, how it gets unlocked, but it's, yeah, it, it was like, for me, like I said, it was fun. I thought, I thought, I know like rating wise, like how many people watched it and stuff, it didn't, it didn't hit as well as the other shows, but I think that's partly because like, A, it's a, um, it's a, it's like a, you know, a big like an introductory of a character. And B, there isn't any big names in this show. Um, so that doesn't nat naturally draw um, all these other shows that MCU has done so far. You know, they've been established characters. They've had even, and even Moon Knight wasn't established, but it's still Oscar Isaac, right? He's a big draw. Mm -hmm. um, so that automatically gets more people interested because of Oscar Isaac. Because he's such a great actor, so people know who he is. But yeah, this was a very unknown cast for the most part, um, and I thought they did good. Like I said, there were so many aspects of uh, it wasn't. Uh, uh, there were so many aspects of the show, the show, and things like that that were really enjoyable. So yeah, that was my thoughts on it. Yeah, and then the character, her like Kamala Khan, the character is not even ten years old. Um, as far as like existing in the real world, I think she was created in 2014. So yeah, so it's it's already got 
hard people not knowing who the character is as well as not being introduced this being the introduction to the character in the mcu so it's hard to just get people excited for something that they're just not familiar with me um you know being a comic book reader being and all into all this marvel stuff i've seen her since day one and although i haven't read the comics that she's in specifically uh, she's been around in other media. She's been in video games, quite a few of those games, and uh, being now in the MCU, um, I'm still familiar with the character, uh, but it is a hard sell for sure to get people involved. I think one of the, the most important things about this show, though, is, as you were saying, it hits close to home for you. Uh, for me, it's I can see and understand why... Um, it is an, a good show and an important show because I think the biggest thing is because of the cultural aspect uh, to this show. I think that's like if you take away all of the MCU references, but there weren't really that many of them to begin with. Uh, if you take away all of the the you know stuff at the end, like the end credits and and what the what we get in the last episode, and just look at it as its whole uh, as on its own, the cultural aspect of this show is what is the shining light like the the most important thing uh which we'll, we'll get into in a little bit but that is like the most important thing for like for me uh, the, like black panther hits hard for me uh as it does for many other people uh, you know black people in particular and even though black it didn't have so much uh, american black culture in black panther it's still a representation representation of like me seeing somebody like myself and then there was some of black american things in black panther but then also just the actors are mostly american anyway so that seeing all of that culture on the big screen meant a lot to me and it meant a lot to a lot of people so i can see how this show and its cultural side with all the pakistani stuff talking about the partition talking about uh you know with eat and talking about you know the food and all of that stuff uh is very very uh important to a lot of people and i think that's the best thing about the show for me personally um that aside though it's not it's not that i didn't like the show i just didn't care again because i didn't have a personal investment i didn't care too much for the show um i did watch every episode and it just didn't feel like it had a a, um, a whole lot to grab my attention uh, i think i said it before uh or maybe i said it to a, a friend uh or i think i said it to my cousin is that I usually i do a uh, a lot of multitasking when i watch anything whether regardless if it's something that i've seen before or never seen something that i like something i don't like i usually i'm not just sitting here and then just glued to the tv i'm playing a game i'm cleaning my room i am organizing stuff on my computer i am doing a million things i'm walking in the house with the phone in my hand like i'm i'm always like doing something else but if it's a good moment or something that's really important or just a really cool fight scene or something like that i'll stop what i'm doing and just sit there and watch it because those are like important things and after what six episodes of this there was very few moments where i did that i think i uh, i stopped when they were talking about how her power 
when Bruno was uh, had like the little computer or laptop, or whatever, and showed the power coming from inside of her going out. Um, so I was paying attention to that. Uh, of course, the the last episode, all the, uh, the you know the spoiler stuff at the end, and a little bit in between. So again, some of the cultural things, but it wasn't like something that I just had to you know park my my butt in front of a tv and just sit there and watch and uh, and i usually generally will judge the show based off of that is it good if it made me watch it then it's a good show and if it if i was doing a million other things then it wasn't good enough to catch my attention so yeah for me but uh, I do exp- uh, respect the uh, the cultural aspect of the show and this learning stuff was great. And uh, one of the things that I look forward to, because I do like the character and I like, uh, you know, like Kamala herself, I want to see her interact with other people. It would have been uh, not, not that her cast isn't great or wrong or bad or whatever, but at the end of the day, she is a superhero. I want to see her hanging out with Doctor Strange and Spider-Man and Star-Lord and, uh, and you know, whoever else is left in the MCU. I'm looking forward to that the most because her personality is so quirky and she's so young and, and um, her, how her powers will work with other people and how she works on a team if she joins a team, uh, things like that. I'm looking forward to seeing all of that. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, like the show, there is parts of the episodes that were really paced that I didn't really get care for, but I just think for in the large part, those other cultural aspects for me, like I said, it hit me personally. Um, um, and it was just more connect, like it doesn't be able to connect with it. So uh, that's why I, I really got into certain parts of it on um, and just being able to see a lot of like the um me remembering as like you know being muslim growing up in certain aspects especially when uh there's scenes in there where you know being uh, um how they're kind of being stereotyped and stuff i remember as a kid growing up feeling certain things like that as well so um yeah i i i, I like i said i in, in that regard i definitely connected with it um, but we're going to get into some of the parts of the show that, like, not only, like, stuck out, but, like, that are relevant to uh, talk about as far as future um, potential. You know, real quick, if I could comment on Cliff, uh, Cliff's comment, it sounds like one of Spider-Man type movie. What's, what's funny about, I don't know if it's funny, but Miss um, Marvel and her comics and the character she's often very very often compared to spider-man and both how she's portrayed like how she's written in the comic books how she like is shown like her being young and in high school she's very much like a reincarnation of spider-man and not like with powers but just in personality and how she interacts with her supporting cast so she's very very much like spider-man already and has been this entire time so there's always been a lot of comparisons of her to spider-man to peter parker uh, and that's why uh if you feel that sort of thing going on other than like you know the great power great responsibility she didn't have that going on but just how she has you know the high school 
and her youth and her her uh, her quippiness, her personality, how she talks and interacts with other people. It's very much like a Spider-Man thing. So if you might watch the show and be able to feel like, oh, there's some Spider-Man vibes in here, it, it makes sense. Uh, definitely. Um, but yeah, let's let's get into the uh, s- certain things uh, part of the show. So the one thing that, like I said, stuck out um, like I'm, so I'm Muslim, so like growing up, we always would celebrate Eid. I mean, we still celebrate Eid. But one aspect that really stood out for me was like the Eid festival, like that like a little festival. And we never had that like when growing up. That was kind of just cool to see like going around to have like the various different um, foods, like the different like Pakistani foods each each little you know place had and they were just a bunch of like a little party essentially um i just i like i I don't know if like i don't remember anything like that ever happening like we would get together as families and friends and stuff and go someplace like at a restaurant or maybe the mosque would have something but nothing like this that was pretty cool like man i I was kind of jealous like man when i was a kid i wish they had something like this it would be pretty cool to see that um so then, for people, for myself, and for anyone else watching, I don't know what Eid is. Uh, could you give us like a quick explainer of what that is? Uh, yeah. Let me. Um, so it's basically it's it's the last day of Ramadan. Like you know what Ramadan is? It's like the I'm familiar month. with it, but not like specifics. Yeah. So it's the second. Oh, well, the second and the bigger of the two main holidays they celebrate in Islam. Um, and it's basically like where the last day you're fasting and then you break and then you stop fasting after a month, essentially. Um, so, yeah, so it's that's what's essentially it is. It's it's in the month of Ramadan, you wake up early in the and and before dawn, eat as much as you can, then pray, and then you fast for until uh, dusk, and then you break your fast. And then you go pray, and then you do that for 30 days, um, essentially. And then Eid is the last day where you're celebrating uh, the end of Ramadan. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, and it's funny actually. Eid actually means uh, feed like festival essentially. Um, okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's what that is. Um, and then in connection to the festival, it kind of it's funny because. You had posted this picture, but I, and you didn't really have thoughts on it, but the Illuminantes, it's just kind of funny because it's kind of like a, it's, it's a, the, the aunties thing is kind of a, uh, a, um, like a South Asian, Indian, Pakistani slash thing where, where they're like a bunch of nosy community women. Like they're not technically your like aunt, like blood relatives, but like, in in South Asian culture, you call like all your like mom and mom's friends, your dad's friends, like that are women aunties, and then you call like the men uncle, like the older, the older, like the elder people. And that's just what you call them, auntie and uncle. Um, that's out of respect, out of sign of respect. So it's these people, these women, they show them, and you're like they're and 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 the, and the trope is that. Uh, uh, that the, the trope is that 
you get uh, these women that are like very nosy and gossipy and stuff like that. So it was kind of funny seeing that aspect in there. Yeah, and I, I I just got it right away. Like you didn't even have to explain that to me. Just seeing that, I was like, Illuminati's freaking perfect. Love it. Like I completely get it. You know, with the reference of the Illuminati, with whether you're talking about comics version or what they just showed in the multiverse of madness, the uh, Illuminati there. Like I got it already. Like and it was uh, it was just funny seeing that. It was like of that episode that was absolutely my favorite thing and just going forward uh knowing exactly like yes they totally are just sitting there gossiping and getting all the scoops and just talking about everyone behind their back like i don't even need any any more clues of what they are and what they do i know exactly what this is for but coming off of um uh, multiverse of madness a lot of people might have been googling what the illuminati is and then here comes this show and illuminati is just a I, I like i wonder if it was a planned joke like that specifically timed or if it was just a coincidence that they were going to have illuminantes and then this show uh come out right after multiverse of madness yeah, and, fun, and Q, you mentioned that sounds like African-American community. Actually, you know, it's funny, you know, growing up, obviously, with my, my friends who are African-American, and even now, like, I, I always, I always, like, have, like, like oh, we do that stuff, too, because it's, like, so similar uh, on how we, you know, with our, with the elder, elders, how we interact with them, and then other certain things um, with, it's funny, whenever, like, I don't know if you ever see that related to the show, but there's always on black Twitter, everyone's like, oh, you cover your food with this. It's like, yeah, man, immigrants do this too. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like or, or at least from like South Asia, people in South Asian culture do this stuff too. Uh, so yeah, it is, it is, um, it is very similar and stuff like that for sure. Uh, I, I agree with you, Q. Um, yeah. So the next part, uh, did you, uh, did you have any final uh, thoughts? Yeah, we're good. That? Yeah, we're good. Um, okay, so the next one is the bangle, and it kind of connects a little bit to another scene um, from the show in general. But let's talk about the bangle first, because the bangle here is what unlocks her powers. Like she she puts this on. It's like an old family here, Illumina Sense. Um, but obviously, the, the, the has background history. The, the bangle does uh, where she gets it from. It's part of her family, and it unlocks her uh, and shows her as like a, a, she's essentially a and spoiler in, in the show. She's a jinn, um, and it unlocks, like I said, her powers and everything that she can do. And she puts it on for the first time when she goes to like the comic con, and all of a sudden she. Uh, that one scene in the trailer when she's kind of going back and like you see her eyes light up and she's going back and kind of going out of that. That's the first time she feels that um, that stuff. So uh, that's what Bangle is on that. Uh, what are what are your thoughts on the Bangle? Any any comments on it? You know, we we remember going into uh, watching the series. There was a lot of you know mystique about it and. We were kind of hoping it was, at least I was, I don't know if we actually said um, on the podcast that we hoped it was like the quantum bands, uh, like the 
Captain Marvel quantum bands from the comics, or at least I thought this, uh, I think maybe I thought it, that's what it was going to end up being, but it just didn't work out that way. Not quite yet, at least. Um, we'll, we'll see, but, um, yeah, they, like they help her, I guess is they help her focus her power. Is that what, um, like what the what they were trying to do yeah yeah essentially yeah that's what it's supposed to do it uh, it kind of gives her more control over her powers in a sense but yeah like going into like and, and just as episodes develop we were led to believe that the powers came from the vangle but as the show unfolded it came to be uh came to understanding that it was more of they helped her focus it but then there's other the other aspect or possibly another aspect to it with the the whole time travel thing that was also vandal the the bangle working right yeah and but that power is hers though like it's her okay it's not the bangle that does. it's not the bangle okay no no and like anyone like and that's to my understanding like the way i'm watching the show like anyone can put out the bangle and nothing's really going to happen because like right. it's within her she has these powers so it unlocks the bangle kind of unlocks it and like i said it also helps her control uh what she's going to do she has to put the bangle on like before she's going to use her power she has to put the bangle on and that's how she can really control and do little things uh with what she's going to do but yeah um so basically the bangle is that part um any final thoughts because i did want to bring in the the 10 rings thing yeah go for it okay so there is a shot when the uh uh like the clandestines uh, which we'll talk about in a little bit but they're in like this like underground like cave or mausoleum i don't know what it is but they're looking for this bangle essentially and the logo you see here, that's the Ten Rings logo. Um, and that's, like I said, that's a flashback uh, uh, part of the show. Um, and so essentially with the Ten Rings, and just in case, if you guys remember, the Ten Rings are like this ancient criminal organization that was prominently featured in both Iron Man and Shang chi uh, They're responsible, like, again, for kidnapping like the when they first appeared they were kidnapping tony stark in afghanistan and then they show in sung chi that you know that's uh his father uh shang chi's father wing wu is a it's actually the leader of the real ten rings uh that's because that's like the fake ten rings like they showed uh, they eventually explained and then what he is is the real uh, ten rings um, and this logo, I think it kind of con- 10 rings logo that the, the reason they have it in here, it's, it connects Sung Chi's rings to the bangle. Like they're going to be, cause if you guys remember in Sung Chi and the very end, uh, when he goes to the, um, Dr. Strange with, uh, sorry, with Wong to the Centaurum and they're kind of with, with Bruce Banner, they're studying the rings, like what power is this? Where is this coming from? Like it's super old, it's ancient, um, and they're trying to understand it. And the bangle is gonna be kind of similar, like what is this? They're connected. And that's why they're, that's what they're kind of showing here that they're possibly connected and they're going to somehow going into in the future, they're gonna talk about like that it again and somehow bring it together. So I just thought that was an interesting part. And I was like, oh, that's because originally I, I had missed that. And then when I was just 
kind of you know going back i was like oh shoot that's right that that logo it's it's the ten ring so um it's and and then i remember like i said the in sun chi how they ended that um with the powers being very you know mystic and if you think about it too like the way his rings light up is similar to the way the bangle lights up too so yeah that's that's an interesting that thought that was interesting um any thoughts do you you might have on that well the um if you if you also remember at the end of shang chi the there was like a signal that came out of the when they were examining like there was like a something went out right um so we don't really know what that is quite yet but clearly like you said the bangle and the the ten rings are um related somehow and now that we have a a, a little bit of a picture of what we can expect from the mcu for phase five and then phase six like i wonder what else is going to be connected to that um especially because i would think what's happening with these artifacts are going to be more related to the kang war uh the kang movie than secret wars but um like i don't really fully know uh but i do also like i'm curious like okay now we have confirmed daredevil fantastic four we know about the Captain America movie, uh, New World Order, at, right? And uh, Ant-Man and stuff. Like, what else could possibly be used in those movies that could show up and be, like, relevant to uh, the Ten Rings and to um, the this, this Bangle? I'm not 100% sure. Like, the only thing, uh, like, Fantastic Four that sticks out of my head is um, the Cosmic Control Rod, but I'm not really necessarily saying that they're connected but um there's that and then um yeah i'm not really sure because i don't know what ant-man could possibly bring to the table but we'll see uh yeah so we'll see what happens with that but like going into again now the next one we're going to talk about the clandestine um so in the comic, now these are they're different in this than with the comics. And again, MCU changed up a lot from obviously Ms. Marvel to what she is in the comics. But in the comics, that the clandestine are like superpower progeny of Adam of Destine, um, Destine and Elith, who's a jinn. So that's the jinn part is is um, similar, but like who they are and their backstory is completely different. Um, and then, so yeah, basically that's in the comics part, but they obviously in here, they show that they are from a different like realm or universe and that Bengal is supposedly going to help them like unblock and get back to uh, their home. And they've been trapped here for like an un, you know, amount of time, like since I think it might've been what when the when they, they show the partition happening which was like well back in how long ago i can't remember the years how many years that would be but yeah so it's basically they're showing them that as this group that this kind of is stranded in our earth or our earth or, or maybe 616 at, at the very least and they want to get back home Yeah, uh, I, I don't have a lot to say on them, but um, yeah, like you said, they are from another 
realm and they are kind of it's kind of similar to how um asgard and like all of the norse mythology works within marvel and where it's they are on like another plane of existence but it's not like you can go there through space well asgard is kind of like that but not sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't but what they were saying with the newer dimension that is just basically like a like a pocket like it's still like kind of earth but it's just on top of earth like it's they they exist in the same kind of thing but like different it's hard i, I can't figure out the words but basically that you can go to a portal and you wouldn't be in a necessarily different place you just be in a different realm sort of speak um it's hard to it's hard to, it's always hard to explain those sorts of things it's just like you see it and you get it but putting it into words is just kind of hard to do right right um and the next one we have not i don't know really i personally don't have much thoughts on it but just just something cool uh that they did in in the show that they had the recreated the iconic comic book shot of kamala sitting on the light post or the lamppost um that's in the comics that they had that and that's like the end of the show so um it was kind of it's pretty cool kind of she's just kind of sitting over the city and watching or looking across the river um so that was that was pretty neat did you have any thoughts on that for personally just personally i really like the shot and um i really like the homage to the comic books um it's like i wouldn't say it's perfect perfect it's, you know She's sitting on the light post on the left in the sh- in the show and the comics is on the right. It's not perfect, you know. It's not a big deal. But no, I really just like the shot. I think it's. I think both images are really beautiful. Uh, but the, speaking of imagery with the show, they have like really cool stuff. Like we didn't really go over, but like that whole. I think it was like the first episode, maybe the second, where they were walking down the street and had all of the uh, different like her her interpretations of like different Marvel characters and like the combinations of them, like Captain Marvel and uh, like, I think it was Dr. Strange together and uh, just going through her head and it was being displayed on the wall as they were walking past and it had all that sorts of cool imagery uh, there. And um, yeah, there was some cool shots as well. Also with her powers, like using the, uh, the steps, like her, using the, the things on her steps, even her using her embiggening powers. Cause she did say the word embiggen. That's like one of her things in the comics is that she, she stretches and stuff and gets bigger and she uses his word embiggen. It's like her, 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 uh, slogan or whatever. Um, she did use it in the show. Uh, her powers are depicted very differently, uh, in the show as opposed to the actual comic books. Cause it has all that crystallization going on. Um, but in general, I do like the visuals a lot. And then that shot is just my, probably my favorite shot of the series. Right. Right. Um, so that, I don't have any other thoughts on that, but uh, moving on. So we finally find out obviously who that, uh, mysterious group of agents are. We, we were kind of confused on who they might be, but, mm-hmm. uh, they've, they've appeared before. So they're, they're the department of damage control. So right. they originally debuted in Spider-Man Homecoming right. uh, after the Battle of New York. Um, and they did that. The, they cleaned up like the Chitauri uh, salvaging process from Adrian Toomes. 
who becomes a vulture. Um, and then they made another appearance in No Way Home where they hauled like Peter Parker and his friends into the interrogation room uh, at right. first when they were kind of, you know, interviewing him, interrogating him. Um, and particularly so, the and, guy on the right, everyone thought was Daredevil. Right, the arm, uh, the, the <laughs> shot that they had, it was just his arm. They thought that it might be the Daredevil uh, like talking to him as a lawyer in, in, that, in that situation. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it looks like you know they're they're here to say it, and they're going to be a big part of, um, as maybe as antagonists, or just kind of there as kind of like a, a a a bug in a lot of these superheroes, you know, uh, a nuisance for the, a lot of the superheroes that are going to be appearing throughout so and so forth. It'll be interesting if they show up in She Hulk, um, but. But yeah, that's that's who they are. Did you have any thoughts on the Department of Damage Control? Other than they like, uh, it wasn't just that their damage control that now um, from from this series, I believe, is the first time they established that there is a that they're being controlled by the government now. So it's not just some private group cleaning right. up uh, superhero messes, but they actually are government officials now. Uh, right and that they have like they have authority and stuff like right um, and it's probably oh sorry go ahead go ahead no go ahead uh, it's probably part of the accords too right like they're um because i believe those accords are still relevant and that's why they were integrating interrogating spider-man and no way home because he was out there being this you know a superhero without permission essentially uh uh, he thought he had permission from uh, Shield, um, or or I don't think or that's relevant. I yeah, I think it is personally. I I think it is. I think that's why they were interrogated. That's why, like, oh, you were out there doing all these things, like, and no one gave you permission to do that, and like that. That's why they were interrogating him originally. Um, that much I don't remember, like like the original why they were uh, interrogating, but just trying to line it up, like that would mean, like uh, in Falcon and Winter Soldier, it would have been the damage control telling them, like from what you're saying, uh, whether or not they could have gone out and and done anything, which I don't think it was damage control. But again, I don't remember those details. I mean, they, they, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying they're the only ones that do it, but I mean, I think they're part of it. Like they're the part of the thing that follow the, they work for the government, so they're, it's part. They're probably part of the, um, like kind of tracking superheroes who kind of go out of control and sit in a sense, um, by the government essentially. Yeah, I will see. I'll take it with a grain of salt, but I'm not 100 sure on it. Um, what we will, unless you had anything else, it's like. For the series, the major part of the series that you no. want to bring up now. All right, so we do have like basically the end, um, how it ties into the greater part of Marvel, uh, the Marvel MCU verse. And Bruno brings up the comment as uh, he's about to, uh, he's about to go away to college and stuff, and he's you know debating that whole thing, and talking with Kamala. Uh, about her her body and her powers and saying that you know like i said earlier that the powers are coming from within her is not coming from the bangle uh and after he's done all of his research he 
uses the, the word specifically that she has a mutation. And that is the first time in the MCU. And we've had, you know, 14 years of movies and, uh, you know, all what, 25 plus movies probably in a couple TV shows where the word mutation was used specifically and labeling Kamala specifically, which, which implies that she is a mutant uh, specifically. And she would be the, the first mutant character to debut officially within the MCU, which we still have like Wanda and Quicksilver that are people that have had powers, but they didn't use the word mutant. We don't know if they have the X gene. We don't know if they're specifically mutants quite yet, but uh, in the very least, Kamala Khan is going to be considered the first mutant to debut in the MCU proper. Um, right. Any, um, any feelings yeah, on that? Yeah, I do. I do. So I was excited about that, and there was a bit of debate online that they actually meant mutant, because technically even in humans have a mutation. Um, but they were definitely meant mutant because if you look, if you go back and rewatch that scene, very faintly they play the '90s X-Men theme song. Right, right. And that's why they're connecting it to mutants. It's not just like they're not just like slyly saying mutation and making you like think, oh, they mean mutants. Are do they mean mutants? No, they definitely they mean mutants. So she she is being introduced as a mutant and the first mutant. Uh, at that, like you said, so yeah, that was that was uh, exciting to see, and it was it was like finally they're mentioning mutants, and we'll be interested to see, you know, what when next they'll do that. Like my theory is that they're setting up Wanda as a mutant because in WandaVision, uh, when she's a little kid and and she stops that rocket from happening, mm -hmm. um, I mean that that her age is about when mutant powers start kind of showing can start showing i should say not necessarily do for sure some people it happens from birth some people birth others it happens um in their teens from some it happens in their like 10 or whatever but i i think they were theorizing yeah she is a mutant and she didn't get her powers from what hydra did to her um and the reason she was able to survive the um the st infinity stone is because of she had her mutant powers and she was able to kind of you know take um obviously she's she's a superhuman so she 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 isn't like a regular human person so the infinity stone wouldn't have had a, 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 a catastrophic effect on her like it, the other human and because of that so i think and like i said i'm, I'm just kind of connecting the dots and theorizing that they're kind of going to eventually make her come out as a mutant as well. Um, but yeah, that was really cool for me to see that they finally mentioned the mutant and we're getting there. We're, we're you know, it's, it's been a slow buildup. There've been random Easter eggs of stuff, uh, but nothing like concrete and them actually mentioning, yeah, mutant and it's happening. So it's really cool. And it's a, it's a big deal because of a few things. Like one, the comic book version of this character is an Inhuman, uh, and right. we, like we've gone that over that before. And the the big thing about that is 
uh, again, mutants mean X-Men and stuff like that. People are excited. So we're like, we're finally going to get X-Men at some point. Like we're getting, this is the first step towards that. Uh, but it does mean a change, uh, like there's a significant change for the character. And uh, I saw online that, you know, recently, at least, I don't know if this has ever been made public before, but like, recently the actual original creators of Kamala Khan uh, intended for her to be a mutant when they created her. But, um, there was a whole lot going on back then uh if you guys you know remember that disney hasn't like owned marvel forever and disney hasn't owned the fox characters uh the fox studios um because you know, they had they had the rights to the x-men and all of the mutant characters so that was that period where you know they still were making x-men movies and they were not a part of the mcu uh and that is one reason why a lot of things happened uh, very awkwardly and weirdly in the comic books for character creations where uh, Marvel was slowing down because the X-Men and mutant characters were super popular in the 90s. Like every, pretty much every new character created uh, in the 90s back then was just going to be a mutant. It, one, because mutants were super popular. Uh, two, because that takes away half of the effort when creating a uh, yeah. origin for them because right, why they get their powers, powers and stuff. Yeah, right. Exactly. So if you're creating a new character, you have to figure out how they got their powers and how like the story behind it with mutants, they're born with their powers. So now you just got to figure out a traumatic experience for them to use them for the first time. So it's half the effort is gone, but mutant characters uh, were getting too abundant uh, back in the uh, early 2000s, and they use a storyline called House of M, which we've kind of had like a version of, uh, to cut down on the mutant numbers. And then also with the MCU exploding, but they not them not having access to mutant characters, the comic book side was like, stop making mutants because we can't use them in the movie. And that's pretty much why Miss Marvel was never a mutant in the comic books. Um, because they, they wanted to make sure that they had the rights to her cinematic uh, cinematically uh i just see did see something brought up and it's really funny and uh, it's interesting i should say because there's a character a couple, couple characters that were caught up in that as well uh back when kamala was created uh which we may see one of them very soon in the mcu and that we have seen before, and that is on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Daisy Johnson, Quake. She was also originally a mutant in the comic books, but in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they made her a inhuman because they couldn't make her a mutant for legal reasons. So there's a chance that in the Secret Invasion Disney Plus show that's coming relatively soon, that she might pop up there. And it'll be really curious... Uh, really interesting if she actually is a mutant in that show. Um, another character that has not been in the MCU yet is Squirrel Girl, uh, one of my favorite characters. But around this same time, around 2012, 13, what have you, um, she was always known as a mutant character in the comic books. And then she got a solo series and they directly stated or is that she wasn't a mutant, but she didn't really know what she was. They didn't make her inhuman or anything like that. They just kind of just skated around it just so the MCU could have access to her if they wanted to use it. So now that that's not an issue, I wonder if they're going to go back and make 
uh, Squirrel Girl of Mutants again in the comics, and then if they use her in the MCU, if she'll be a mutant. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see too. Um, but uh, moving on, uh, there is the the post credit scene in the final episode. They show Captain Marvel that switches places with Kamala, um, where you see Brie Larson, uh, aka Carol Danvers, is also all of a sudden in Kamala's room. Like me originally, I thought that was her turning into Captain Marvel, but I guess it's it's her switching spots with her. Like she goes where Captain Marvel is, and um, and Captain Marvel ends up obviously in in Kamala's room. Um, so I guess that connects because she's supposed to be in, in the Captain Marvel movie, uh, the Ms. Marvel that is. So maybe this is just a kind of a, a, a start or a kind of a teaser to that. Yeah, I hope so. And again, that's the impression that I got. It's hard to say whether or not it was just a um, her her changing because I I think it's more weird if she changed into Captain Marvel as opposed to switch spots with her uh, in the very least. Yeah, but I without just, a full I, explainer, it's hard to say. Oh, sorry. No, yeah, the reason originally well, the reason originally I thought that she turned into that is because she's kind of still learning her powers. So mm -hmm. maybe I thought that one of her powers is going to be like where she can change into. Um, kind of manipulate her body into becoming um, and looking like someone else. But someone, but then I was looking online to try to get clarification and understanding. And more and more people said, yeah, she switched bodies with, not bodies, um, spots with, um, with, with Kim is Mar uh, Captain Marvel and and obviously she's where Captain Marvel is and Captain Marvel came into a commodity room. So, but we'll find out if that's actually accurate because you, you could be right. Like I said, it could be originally that maybe she is just uh, changing uh, body forms as opposed to the other way around. But I, I'm guessing it's probably is where she's just switching spots. And like I said, this is kind of a teaser to uh, the Captain Marvel too. And now because Ms. Mar because Kamala is going to be in that movie. So, um, It'll, it, it'll be interesting to see how that connects and how that works out. Any final thoughts on that? Um, no, I think that's a, that's good. Yeah, so I did have one little fun thing uh, in the movie, and I didn't notice this before. This is the first time I, I, I was, like, looking at it. I remember seeing, like, a quick thing in the when I was watching the show, but I didn't really make anything of it. And then I was reading online, and apparently Marvel is putting like these random QR codes. If you scan, and if you scan these uh, codes in the scene, um, you you can get like a free comic book essentially. So in this, since it's Ms. Marvel, you can get a free Captain Marvel comic. Um, and then they also did it with Moon Knight. So if you go back and watch Moon Knight and one of the episodes, I don't know which episode uh, this they have this. I believe this is episode uh, four. In, in Ms. Marvel when she's in Pakistan. Um, but I don't know what episode in Moon Knight it might be, but yeah, it's it's kind of neat. Like, it's kind of a little fun thing that uh, MCU is doing where you can kind of like scan these codes and get a free comic book out of just by watching the show. So that, that, I just thought that was neat. 
Yes, it is cool. And uh, I haven't tested any of them out, but um, if you like reading comics, or if you like free things, give it a shot. Yeah, definitely. Well, Cliff, uh, sure they do, but like if you have a smartphone, you already have given a lot of people your information. So, I mean, if you don't have a smartphone, that's cool. <laughs> but if you do, you're the already on the razor. If you if you if you're a candy bar phone guy, so cool. But yeah, if if you're if you have a smartphone, uh, buddy, you've given a lot of information to a lot of people already. Trust me. Um, if you go online in general, you've given a lot of information to a lot of people already. Just letting you know, this isn't, uh, if you avoid QR codes, doesn't mean you're safe. Just letting you know. <laughs> so go ahead and go on the QR code. You'll, you'll be able to get, uh, yeah. So yeah, you have a Note 9. Sorry, Cliff. A lot of people know a lot of your information. They've seen your text messages probably. Just letting you know. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, uh, let's move on to uh, Resident Evil review and discussion. Um, I didn't watch the show. I, I kept meaning to. I, I did get discouraged because you told me it wasn't good. Uh, a friend of mine uh, told me he didn't like it either, so I kind of got discouraged. I might still watch it just because I want to formulate my own thoughts on the show. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, let, let's have let's play the official trailer first before we get into it, because I'm gonna let you kind of lead this through. Um, I'll introduce like some of the stills and stuff, but I'm gonna let you obviously take the strong lead as far as breaking on the show is concerned. So uh, let's start with the trailer really quick, just in case anyone hasn't seen it yet. They said the world would end in 2036. But they were wrong. The world ended a long time ago. Umbrella, a company besieged by a scandal, is now trying to reinvent itself. The old umbrella made mistakes. The things we're working on today, they're going to change the world. Where is The drug contains the T-virus. The T-virus can make monsters. Billions will die. Everyone keep your mouths shut. So that is the official trailer for Netflix Resident Evil. Um, so Carl, first things first, give us your thoughts on the show. Um, I mean, I kind of gave a little spoiler of it, but 
Um, but yeah, why don't you guys give us your full thoughts on the show and what you thought about it? So, um, yeah, this show wrapped up a few weeks ago and mildly like I'm a huge Resident Evil fan in general. And although I don't, again, I, I've said this before that I haven't played all the games, but I understand the story and I still absolutely love playing like the, especially the newer games and excited for a lot of the newer games, but I'm very f- familiar with um, how the story and how, how the story goes and how the story works. This show is not a adaptation of any of the game's storylines. So it's not something that is established and they're just making a different a live action version of it. It's more of it's the show is inspired by the first I want to say, okay, I want to say inspired. It's following the canon is what they say of the games. And particularly like the first five games, it follows the canon of those games and then does its own thing. So the show itself actually has two timelines that are shown throughout the entire series. One takes place in current day, which is 2022. And then the other takes place in the future, about 15 or so years. I think it's 2037 or something like that. But it's in the future. And you follow um, both the young versions and the old versions of the cast. So like on the left here, you have the the far left is Billy. This uh, Billy in the future. And then the shorter one would be Billy of present day. And then on the far right is Jade in the future. And then next to her is Jade in the present day. And then Lance Riddick in the middle is playing Albert Wesker. And Evelyn is the last lady there um, being uh, a part of the cast. And that's pretty much the whole cast. There are a couple of uh, other characters like Evelyn's son is involved. And uh, there's a few other quirky things uh, with the cast there. But for the most part, that's it. Um, just do you know, to play the game, play late at night in the dark. That's a really great way to play the game, Cliff, because you know it is a, a survivor horror game. So, playing in the daytime with the lights on is only not going to give you the full experience. And right. with this show, with this show, that's, you know, go ahead. No, that's it. That's funny. Like, I think everyone did that. I, I, I think that was like the theme you had to play that game at night in the dark, um, absolutely, especially, especially when it came out. Like when they release like the more higher definition ones, like oh man, you gotta watch that. You gotta play it in the dark. <laughs> and it was creepy. Like the first time we played it, it was just like because it'll be just dark scenes, and all of a sudden there's a zombie. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what's always so, yeah. good is is the sound, especially like if you if you hear them walking and stuff, and their little steps and whatever, and you're like, there's a, there's something around that corner. I don't want to go around the corner, but like i have to <laughs> so right. but yeah like the games are fun but like i said the this story goes in its own direction um with so basically what happened in the first five games for the most part happened but it's not depicted in the show we're picking up in current day and the uh the whole premise is umbrella is back so Evelyn is like an heir of the former Umbrella because, you know, what happened in Umbrella before is that uh, 
you know the former owners are, are dead but it's now the future and raccoon city is gone but umbrella is back and they made a new raccoon city and this city is like you see like every house is pretty much the same they're all white and built with the same type of structure and in this i believe this raccoon city this new one is in africa but i'm, I'm not 100 percent sure on that one uh but it's not in the same place as the old raccoon city but pretty I, much everyone there works I, for umbrella can i mention um mm -hmm. i think it is i think in it's supposed to be in south africa Yes. Okay. Um, because because I think one of the character mentions like we're in South Africa and there's barely any black people or something like that. Right. 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 I think you just say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So pretty much everyone there works for Umbrella, um, and just like the original Raccoon City, Umbrella controls the city. Like they have all their secret stuff that they keep from the populace, but you know they're there's a whole bunch of shady things in everyone's houses that not even they know all about. Um, and then, you know, it, it is, it is what it is. It's still umbrella, still umbrella, regardless of what timeline it is and what, uh, what time frame it is and who's running the company. Um, but the show itself overall, it goes into these different timelines. So the future timeline is Billy or excuse me, is Jade. And she's trying to figure out, because basically the world is screwed over at this point. Um, instead of, I believe she said like basically 6 billion people are dead. So the, the zombies have, you know, T-virus has taken over and there's only a, a few million people alive in this future timeline. So like it is post-apocalyptic and she's trying to figure out uh, a way to understand how what she calls zeros. They don't call them zombies in the show. They call them zeros trying to figure out how they work and how the T virus affects them. And if there's any type of, uh, hope for making a cure and fighting back and things like that. And then, um, shenanigans ensue. I don't want to spoil the entire show, but it is, it follows Jade's journey and trying to figure out, uh, what happens with the T virus. And then, some other characters get introduced and other plot lines get introduced. Uh, as you're going through the show, they kind of lead you to believe that like something happened in the past is affecting the future. But that's kind of one of the weird things. Like in the, at the end of the first episode, you think that Billy is dead, um, that she dies. But then in the future, you know, she's talking about, Oh, my sister died there. And then, they go back to the past again and then she's still alive. So it's like, okay, when is she going to die? And then it keeps going. And then and it just is this thing where it kind of the future keeps contradicting the past and the past contradicts, you know, so on, so on. But it, the, the way it, the show ends, it, apparently there's supposed to be a season two or this is just a season one. And they're going to keep going. Who knows if that's the case? Cause I don't know how well, received the show was like how many people watched it if they think it's worth continuing on um i i think it's probably going to get canceled uh just because of the way the stories worked out and a lot of people weren't really feeling the the dual story thing um personally i think the story worked better in the present day than the future but i know a lot of people didn't like the teenage characters just because they don't like teenage characters and they were they were really like 
bratty and really bad like uh jade in particular the um excuse me the one on the right like she was so um forceful and 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 trying to acquire information like and she was so aggressive of a character where billy was really passive and actually really liked her because of that uh but there is a future billy spoilers i mean i already said that you know there's there's a future billy so she doesn't die you know she she's still alive in the future so that kind of messes up the way that they portrayed the two of them in the earlier parts of the uh, the series and then uh later on it's just like okay well what's what's the point of of having this dual storyline like let's i would rather them focus on one and then they could have flashbacks and explain things but they actually have like two separate stories going on right um and then you mentioned some game references in here uh that you wanted to point out yeah so what's what's uh you know there's always going to be easter eggs for things like this it's like marvel movies and stuff um there was some you know really good game references in general like the zombies look pretty good and their their visual effects uh were pretty solid overall um there was blood this isn't you know this isn't a disney plus show so there was blood there was gore and they had like this guy and the chainsaw guy um which in most of the resident evil games they have somebody with a, a sack on their face and a big old chainsaw um first one i ever encountered was resident evil 4 and it looks relatively like this um so it looked good it looked cool she does you know kill this guy rather easily which was a little disappointing but and the, the only issue with this is that the the reference for this uh, this character again he was put down so easily um it, it usually takes quite a bit of effort to kill one of these in the game and she does pick up the chainsaw and she does do some cool things with that but it's just too much of it thrown in there just to have it as a, a fun reference uh also in this same scene there was uh, a gun called the red nine that was also from uh resident evil 4 uh, that one of the characters was using specifically and that was just nice to see though it wasn't like some super thing you know involved story reason for it and we don't know this is a brand new character uh by the way like all of these characters are relatively new uh brand new characters created specifically for the show except for albert wesker uh which was one of the problems uh kind of like one of the one of the going ongoing issues with the show was albert wesker as much as i like lance riddick and i think he's a great actor and i'm actually playing horizon uh forbidden west right now which he stars in that game mm -hmm. uh, and, and he does a great job in that game i like him as an actor i like him in this show actually and i like him you know his his acting in this show is good the problem is the character that he's depicting doesn't really match up with the character that we understood from the games and it, it's just really confusing and just to i don't want to spoil too much but there are multiple versions of him in the in the show where he's supposed to be albert wesker and 
but he's actually a clone of Albert Wesker and there's multiple clones of him and they all have different personalities and they all have different quirks about them. So that kind of waters down uh, the perception of, of Wesker for, for anyone that is familiar with Albert Wesker. And then they also, again, they were referencing the games where they stated specifically that Albert Wesker died in a volcano in 2007 or five or whatever it was. They say that specifically in the show and they do do a flashback of uh, Albert Wesker with Lance Riddick, but they try to make him look like the video game version. If you're not familiar, Albert Wesker is a white guy with uh, sunglasses and usually wears black leather, everything. And he has his hair, he's blonde hair and he has it slicked back uh, where they put Lance Riddick in the same outfit but and they gave him glasses, but he has like a high top fade instead, and it looks really weird. And a lot of people uh, say like, "Oh, he just looks like Blade now. He looks like Wesley Snipes <laughs> with like Blade, and he's supposed to look like Albert Wesker." And that was only like a, a small because again, the character is the original version of him died, so they didn't focus on that version of Wesker, but he did appear in the show. Uh, so the one that we see in most of the promotional materials is technically the clone and there's other clones that, you know, I'm not going to get into everything about the show, but it was still disappointing. And at the end of the day, it would have been nice. Like this show is a bad resident evil movie, but if it wasn't a resident, it didn't have any of that tie into existing lore and being resident evil and, and all of that stuff and having to worry about pleasing a, a set audience. If it was more of this is a brand new show with brand new IP, IP, brand new characters and call it something else, it wouldn't have been that bad. Like it would have been okay if they just focused on one storyline and then called it something else. I think the show could have been uh, better received than what it was. Excellent. Um, yeah, any other final thoughts that you might have on, on this? So, yeah, if you, uh, whether you, maybe you enjoy the show or not, that's totally up to you. Uh, if you feel that way, you absolutely can. Um, but if you have the itching for more, like, specific Resident Evil content, obviously I encourage you to play the games. Uh, but there are other Resident Evil things, like we, I did do, uh, we did talk about Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City, a, a Resident Evil movie that came out in November, uh, which is actually worse than this show. So I don't watch that movie. Uh, I honestly will say that that show is worse, or that movie is worse than this show, um, just in general as a movie and, and, and uh, as an adaptation. Uh, but if you're going to watch something that's at least halfway decent, um, also on Netflix, there's a resident evil infinite darkness so this is not a live action movie it's a, a cg movie so they call it an anime series really it's uh they cut up part of the a movie basically and then made it into individual episodes it's like five episodes but it's basically just a movie if you just watch it all together um visually some really cutting edge stuff like it really looks fantastic in maybe like half of the movie uh any real still shot of leon or claire or any of the zombies like if it's just a still image it's like one of the best cg 
uh, things that you'll ever see in the still image. It's when they start moving, it starts getting a little, little weird and a little cartoonish uh, and loses some of the quality. But they have this CG uh, series slash movie, uh, and there's other CG movies. Uh, I think it's Resident Evil Damnation and Resident Evil... I don't remember the other ones, but there's, there's something like that. And they all look relatively similar in quality. Uh, they all use relatively the same characters. And they all are relatively good movies. Not the best. Definitely not like some top tier thing. If you can find them cheap or just rent it or find it on some streaming platform, they're worth checking out. But they're, ne- they're not worth like a full investment of of time and effort to to seek out but if you have netflix already you can pop on infinite darkness and just and check it out and maybe you might like that movie and then maybe you'll go out and explore and watch the other ones because i do like uh, a couple of those cgi movies yeah definitely check those out um but yeah that's pretty much wrap for today's show did you have any thoughts overall um, I, I, I think She-Hulk starts. I it starts in it two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. I can't remember if it was next month or if it was this end of this month. But it's end of yeah, this month. It's supposed so, to be on the 18th, I believe. Um, what well, we have, we have, uh, this weekend. So we don't have any, I don't think there's any movies releasing in the theaters, but there no, is Prey. The, uh, the Predator movie is coming out this weekend on Hulu, so make sure you guys check that out if you're uh, looking for some some new sci-fi content. Um, right. But I think. You say something? Yeah, I think I said I'm gonna try to go watch Nope on Sunday, and then we can talk about that next week. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. There's a uh, Groot. Yeah. You said Groot. Uh, the shortest. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, the shortest uh, MCU special. Um, there is, there's gonna be. I think it's one of like, it's like super short. It's like I think they said it was like twenty minutes or something like that. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, that'll be it'll be interesting. It'll probably just be a little fun little thing that uh, they release, kind of like the way Pixar does their shorts in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably gonna be similar to that. But yeah, that that's pretty much a wrap for uh for today's show yes nfl is back go justin fields um but yeah that's pretty much right for today's show uh, obviously please check us out uh on any past episodes you may have missed obviously thank you to the gang that hangs out and uh tunes in and watches us live and obviously please check us out on any other shows that we do with uh bondi barroom network with within like the there's the White Sox, Bulls, the Cubs, um, and on the other various things that, uh, as far as content that we do as well. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's it for today. Uh, for Carl Eames and myself, we'll see you guys next time. All right. Have a good evening, everyone.